Hello, listener. Welcome to Area Day Rigori. That is A-D-R. I am your host, Garnish Iqbal. We're here and we're back talking all things culture, all things Syria. My fellow co-host, Maxi Angelo, is here with me as well. Yo, 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 yo. Hello, Maxi. How are things? Yeah, things are good. I'm a bit tired. I've, uh, I'm right up in a, in a move. Yeah, you sound tired. You sound like you've got that... Um... I'm just moving both. Yeah, yeah, it's been uh, a hectic two days because I'm I only have two days off of work, so I I've managed to wrap everything into two days. Oh, so you're so you all moved into the new pad? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, now I just have to unpack a bunch of things. Nice. Is it what are you? Living alone, or I mean, maybe this is giving the people too much information, but I don't really care. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I, <laughs> Maxi's home alone. I I live alone. Uh, I just moved into a bigger apartment, so I upgraded. If you if you want, that's what I'm talking about. With all that ADR money, he upgraded. All that, all kinds of ADR money. Yeah, let's uh, let's have let's have uh, producer Juan uh, do some kind of. Uh, short clip on this so we can push on on behind the lines uh, twitter <laughs> i mean the the opening is just us talking about your apartment but anyway <laughs> uh maxi's apartment life aside and me cele- celebrating eid uh today and yesterday ramadan is finished and i can now enjoy um I'm, I'm currently having a tea with some celebration so i can eat whenever so aside from my personal lives we do have to talk about culture we do have to talk about syria of course because that is what we love to do here this is episode 18 yes it is it's episode 18 wow that's a lot of episodes well thank you for whoever is joining us for episode 18 whether it be on anchor apple or spotify um lots to digest as usual as um as another week of culture unfolded, lots to digest, sort of off the pitch as well. So let's let's start on a bizarre note that 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 we were um, that we were looking at. So the news coming in is Walter Mazzari has been fired from from relieved from Cagliari, relieved of his duties. But there is a spanner in the works. Max, he has also extended his contract. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Making that good money. So they fired him, but they've also they've also extended his contract. But I think the key thing here is, and this is just like this is the only league in the world where this would happen. Um, for me, a that that you're firing your manager three games before the uh, league ends. B, um, the fact that they're firing him, but not only extending his contract, but he has a clause in his contract that says if he is. Outside the relegation zone, he cannot be fired. <laughs> yeah, as you say, only only in Serie A. Like that's the clause. When when he signed his contract, if he was to be sacked while his team's outside the relegation zone, his contract would be extended until June, twenty twenty four. It's just so. I th- I think that what what is going to happen is he's going to be replaced by Alessandro yeah. Agostini. Um, so what has basically happened is he's going to get fired and sacked, but he's going to get a bigger payout than before because of his contract. Sorry, my, my bad. I, I think I was wrong in saying that he won't be sacked, but it doesn't make any sense to me, really. Um, not, neither does his sacking. It's a, it's a overall a very weird situation. But 
And it's also... Yeah. I'd like to know how many times we've said that on the podcast this year. Yeah, but that's why we love this league. Yeah, man. Where this happens. Nowhere else. Nowhere else. Nowhere else. So, yeah, Walter Mazzari uh, has been sacked by Kyleri. They are now languishing pretty much. I think they're in danger. Um, I think it's between them, I'd say, one, two, three, four. I'd say it's between five teams, just. Like, I don't think Spezia are completely safe. Um, but I think it would be a good time to round up the scores of what happened this week. So, on Friday, Saturday, sorry, sorry, Saturday, it was Saturday, Kyleri lost to Verona. It was 2-1, Verona. Uh, Gianluca Capolari scored, Max. Hey, can- yes, I was just about to say. Anyway, that's enough of that. Uh, Napoli beats Asolo 6-1. Clearly a response to the capitulation last week, but I think it was a week too late, boys. Sampdoria probably, probably secure their safety by beating Genoa 1-0. Yeah. Lazio and Spezia play out the crazy Serie A game of the week. 4-3, Lazio winning. That is such a Maurizio Sarri result, isn't it? They've had so many of them this year. Juventus beat Venezia 2-1. Interesting thing on that. I, I remember, like, as I was watching the game, somebody tweeted out saying, Juventus are winning, and I have no idea why or how. And I felt like quote tweeting saying sum up Juve season uh, season in a tweet because that that is literally Juve season in a tweet. Um, then Milan beat Fiorentina a big three points at home for them. Empoli lost at home to Torino three one, and we finish off with Inter beating Udinese two one. Roma drawing again against Bologna. I feel like there's been a lot of nil nils this this yeah. year for Roma. Is that just me? No, no, I I I have the same feeling. And finally, the result from last night, which we will start to talk about. Atalanta won, Salernitana won, which leaves the relegation battle like this. So Salernitana have a game in hand over Cagliari. They're on 26 in 18th. Genoa just below them on uh, 25 in 19th. Bottom of the pile, Venezia 22 with the game in hand. Cagliari, uh, like I said before, 28 points. And they sit in 17th, 35 played. And then Spezia, 33 points and 35 games. Do we think that Spezia, Sampdoria are safe now? I, I said earlier I think Sampdoria are safe because I think their team is a little bit too good. Yeah, I, I think that Sampdoria is safe. Um, this this uh, against uh, the derby against uh, Castellano was one of those classical six-point games because both, both are in the... Derby de la Lanterna. Yeah, so, yeah. Derby, oh, the Derby of the Lanterns. Get your lanterns <laughs> out, boy. Caputo, Qualirella, get your lanterns out. Yeah. Um, actually, having said Sampdoria is safe, they play Lazio, Fiorentina and Inter. Yeah, but I don't know. It... Uh, to be honest... But, but that would... Um, but, but that... Yeah. Sorry, go on. Interrupting you a lot. So. I... <laughs> I'm not sure. I I think that Sampdoria are, are better team than what the table is is saying. Um, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> this is Serie how everything can happen. So maybe maybe they're not safe. Uh, I think they will be just because um, Salernitana would have to win four games, right? So they're on thirty four, uh, and that would put them on thirty eight. 
and like above Sampdoria Spezia. Um, I think that they're also playing so many games because of that whole thing of they were in administration and they weren't going to continue as a club. So what a story it'd be for them if they were to stay up. Yeah, and, and as of now, uh, they're only two points away from, from safe ground uh, with, uh, with the game in hand. So it would be very interesting to see see how they finish this season because they, they, they're in such a... Oh, such a flow right now. Uh, yeah, I think that. Did Did you watch them yesterday? I did. Yeah, and uh, and I that felt like you you know you know when a team um is really fighting for relegation and like maybe their their ability isn't that good like as a team I don't think there'd be any insult for me to say that but you can see that just all of them are working their asses off and there's a plan like they're all it's very compact and they're very hard to break down. It felt like that a lot. Like um, Atlanta would stack with like, I don't know, Pasilic or uh, Jeremy Boger on the left. And then you'd see this, like Simone Verdi pop up from striker coming back and tracking back or like Koulibaly in midfield. Um, not that cool. Not Napoli's Koulibaly uh, tracking back or like ball carrying. It just feels like Selenitana have the momentum, but the fight right now of, of a mode of a team that knows that they're fighting relegation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And as a, I don't know, as a newcomer, I think that they might be even more desperate than the other teams to stay up because they finally t- um, got themselves to, to the Serie A. And I think they, they want to stay so, so much more than the other teams they're fighting. Uh, I don't know. Venezia seems like it would be very tough for them to to stay up because I I don't see that same desperation or or even the same plan as as Salernitana had. Um, so I I I wouldn't be surprised if Salernitana stays up. To be honest. Yeah, they just it just looks like David Nicola has them in survival mode like they were fighting for every ball last night and they they could have won like they they were like three minutes away from beating atalanta and they they were well worthy for their victory by the way every time they con they counted they they, they looked threatening yeah uh, and i when when i was uh, watching this game i there were two things or maybe three things i i really um noticed i think that one is how, how important of a player Milan Juric is for Barcelona. Everything goes. Through. I've been saying it all year. Yeah, I've been saying goes, it all year. Everything goes through him. I mean, whether it's him like taking down the ball and waiting in his teammates, or him just heading it forwards into empty space for someone to run at. I mean. He's such an important player for Salernitana, and uh, frankly, he's a bit overseen, I would say. Um, the other thing is um, not Salernitana related, but I think that it, Mario Pasalic, what a what a player he is! Yeah, he could play up front. I won't yeah. be surprised to try, if 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 uh, Gasparini tried him up front. Um, but, but like I've been, uh, like, like I said before, I've been saying it all year, man. If you have a good traditional 
number nine up front, use him. And that's exactly what Salernitana are doing. He's just a nuisance to deal with up front. Um, target man holding the ball up, like you said. Yeah, pa- Pasalic came on. I thought. I think he was so he was so dominant. Sorry, go on. He, he, no, I was just saying he was so dominant against uh, Atalanta's defense. Yeah, nothing, nothing better than seeing a team like backs up against the wall when they're in their relegation mode, being compact at the back, and then constantly long balling it to the to the <laughs> to the big center forward up front who's just heading everything on or flicking everything on, uh, or knocking everything down. Um, quick word on Pasalic. They they did look a lot more mobile yeah. when he came on, I felt. Zapata looked out of sorts. Um, Atalanta now sit, what is it, ninth? Ninth or eighth? Eighth. Eighth. Um, what's gone wrong this season? I don't know. It feels like a combination of many things. I would say that they've been very unlucky with injuries. Um and then their key players haven't reached their their best level. I would say like Duvan yeah. Zapata, Luis Muriel, both of them has, have been uh, unlucky with injuries. And uh, yeah, uh, maybe maybe teams have have learned their their style a bit more now as well. I would say it's a combination of, of a lot of things, but I would mostly say it's because of uh, of injuries and um, especially key players not reaching their level. Yeah, I would say that too. I think that they had a ton of injuries in the middle of the season when it was really important, and then he sort of had to dial it down and sort of go, okay, well, I still need results, so I'm going to try and fit triangles where circles should be you know what i mean what what's the what's the phrase square pegs round holes right um and and then sort of after and then after that when when he didn't get the results they're now sort of just working back to to where they were but i, I don't think that it's too much to worry about they, they should be back next year i think I, yeah i think so too and and as we've seen pretty much the four or five previous years now they they're very smart in the market as well and i think we can expect a lot of good signings from them this uh, this summer as well uh, and they have players who i think have the potential to really uh, make a difference like uh, coop miners i think when he when he's fully in, integrated into gasparini's system yes yeah. I think that he will be a, a massive uh, player for them. Uh, so they have... Like Jeremy Boga, maybe. Yeah, he's he's another one. Uh, so I think that we know we know that the Gasperini system is very complex and it will take time to learn it for, for new players. And uh, I think that when, when they are integrated into it, we will see uh, class players there. Yeah. Yeah, so, so hopefully, let's see. Salernitana fighting at the bottom uh, completely unnoticed, but David Nicola is doing an amazing job. Um, and it might actually work in their favour that they had sort of the rescheduled game to, games to play. Do you know what I mean? Because of all those delays. Now, like, Cagliari are looking over their shoulders thinking, oh, God, they've got a game to play, and they're in really, really good form. They're not lost in four. They've won three and they've just drawn to to Atalanta. So, I mean, all of a sudden, like, uh, there's always that one team that puts a run together towards the end of the year, and 
they've got Venezia coming up next. Then then Cagliari and Empoli and Udinese. Like I know I said earlier that they would have to maybe win all four of those games to trouble Sampdoria or Spezia. I can see them beating Venezia and I can see them beating Cagliari now as well. Um, I wouldn't say it's out of the question that they take three points from Empoli or Udinese as well, considering we're at that point in the season where certain teams have nothing to play for. Fully agree, and um, as we've said about this uh, Sampdoria game, that they have two six-point games coming up now against Venezia and, and Cagliari. If they if they win both of them, um, they can pretty much make sure that Venezia goes down and that uh, they they climb above uh, Cagliari in the table. So very very important games coming up for Salernitana. And it will be great mm. to see. Also, I see now that it's only three games between them. So that's not a lot. Yeah. Clock's ticking. <laughs> it all started to go to shit for Paolo Zanetti when he yelled at his own player. Oh, Paolo, why did you do it? Why did you do it? He should have just uh, threatened him with his shoe, like uh, David and Nicola. Yeah, that seems to work. And now, now they're on a great run. Yeah. Cool. Moving away from the bottom, Milan get a vital three points um, at home to Fiorentina in probably a game where I thought they deserved to score like four or five. Yeah, I I agree. Um, it was one of those games where I I think that they created more than they have in the probably the five six games before yeah, this. Yeah. Um, they they look like they attack with more ideas ideas right now and um, this is uh, that that was uh, that was definitely more offensively creative than the that little sort of jaded run of Empoli, Cagliari, Bologna, Torino, Genoa. Um, that was like the, everything was working on the, on the left basically <laughs> because we all know Milan's attack is basically the left. <laughs> yeah. But but also it was through the left that this goal came. <laughs> yeah, but out of all the goals that they scored, um, it was it was a keeper error really. It it was. Uh, he Terracciano passed his right right through to uh, Liao. He just did what he tends to do and and finish it off. Um, so there's um. There's a lot of positives to take from that game. Uh, if if Milan can continue like that, uh, things are looking good for them. But um, yeah, it's a few tough games coming up as well. Yeah, it's not like... I think that Milan will be very, very happy with where they are. But they, these, you know when players... And I hate when players say this. We have three cup finals coming up. Because they say it a lot. But I do get that they need to... Um, think of different ways to motivate themselves. It's a long season. But that is literally three cup finals away from immortality. But it is like Inter play Empoli, Cagliari, Sampdoria. Milan play a very tricky Hellas Verona team. Like That's a tricky, tricky game uh, next week. Then they play Atalanta at home. Yeah, they have to go up against Caprari. Yeah, man. Our boy Caprari. What are you going to do? You're torn. We, you love Caprari in Milan. I'm very torn. <laughs> yeah. I I might just have to not watch the game. Oh, don't do that. Well, because then I'll, I'll be alone talking shit here by myself, and the, and the people don't like that. 
But, but then who should I share for? Should I share for Milan or should I share for Caprari? Share for Caprari. No, I'm joking. I mean, share for who you want. <laughs> but uh, there should be some drama there. Then after Verona, they go to they play Atalanta at home. I don't think there's too much to worry about there. I just Atalanta really don't look like anything's working for them in attack, especially against Salernitana. And then Sassuolo away. Hmm. They love a big scalp. It's a boogie team for Milan. Boogie boogie. Boogie boogie. Boogie boogie. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, Milan have uh, problems with them a lot these past years. And uh, it all started when uh, Domenico Berardi scored four, four goals in a game against Milan. That's pretty much yeah, what it started. Yeah, I remember that. Domo Berardi. Shout out to Domo Berardi. Shout out. Uh, Yeah, but as as we said, um, uh, how many games were it? Three. Three. Three games. Can you believe yeah. that we're only three. three games away from possibly Milan winning the title? But I just think, don't hold me to this, man. I just think there's more twists and turns left. There has to be. Like the, how crazy and unpredictable the year has been, mainly because everyone at the top is sort of not the finished article, if you know what I mean. So, like, Milan probably are ahead of schedule and shouldn't really be where they are. Like, it's amazing they are. Inter have lost probably uh, three the, key figures that in the, the summer. Garnish. Go on, you're going you're gonna to interrupt me on a, on a big uh, uh, monologue. Go on. No, no, uh, your audio disappeared. Uh, so, uh, like, 